activate the view screen and turn on your universal translators because it is time for another Galactic Netcast. Brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. The It's Thursday, September 26th, 20 and 13. Welcome to another Galactic Netcast. This is the Time Traveling Robots in Space, number 65 from Waterloo, Iowa. I'm Dave Nelson. Joining me as always is Glendale, California's shining star, Paul Swickard. And Anessa Moyens from Denton, Texas. How are you guys? Does anyone else get the feeling Dave's trying to make up for something? I kind of felt like he... <laughs> I don't it's know, his way of giving thought. you a hug and apologizing. Yeah, so this is a my... virtual hug. See, we we didn't get in a fight, per se, on the pre-show, but, <laughs> but we were kind of snipping back and forth, Paul and I, and I just felt like I had to make up for... Um, if, I, if I made you mad at all. No, you didn't. Okay. You didn't. Aww. You know what we haven't done in a long time? We haven't done a report from Glendale. Weird things happening in Glendale. Oh, God. Anything? Or are you too busy uh, with the baby to notice? There, there's definitely that. There's definitely, hey, this is a baby, and they do baby things. Weird. Life goes on. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Glendale continues to be weird. I've never seen roads quite like this before they were they're trying to repave a major road just like a couple blocks away from me and the like they're trying to put these temporary markers that are classified as you know supposed to delineate lanes and they're not straight <laughs> going these <laughs> odd weird directions and i think people are confused i'm confused well, looking at it great for drunks or or to prove that right. people are drunk or not uh, Evidence so, that somebody was drinking on the job, maybe. Yeah, that could be too. Experience at this point of knowing where I should be, that I am allowed to, <laughs> you know, around yeah. my, my my city. Well, it's just it's just another test. Maybe the the city is just seeing how good of a driver you all are. They, I, I don't know if you remember, but we have absolutely like I think we're like third in the country for high insurance premiums because there are so many accidents here. Holy crap. Wow. That's, it's ridiculous. That's just crazy wow. stuff right there. And for it's, and it's a thing. Consider how like people, there are not many people in Glendale comparatively. There's, yeah. You know what? That's New York. That's the equivalent of a, of a test, right? Like, uh, but but it's the it's like okay so you are not a test but a class in school right the grading on a curve sure so you're grading on the insurance curve but in this case it's a bad thing right because if you grade it on a curve and there's low scores then you don't have to study or be as good in school right but this is the opposite of that your insurance rates are going up because of bad drivers and accidents uh, so yeah i don't get it all right. Hey, let's talk about um, our three favorite topics in the whole wide world. That is time travel, robots, and space in science fiction and science fact. That's what this show is all about. 
and we do it by running down a new story from each topic every week, discuss our related entertainment picks, and ask and answer the question of the week. For our audio subscribers, if you'd like to see us record the show, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Google+, and we'll let you know when and where that's going to be, or watch it uh, later on at our uh, YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash galactic netcasts. So, are you two ready to start? Yes. I think, I think we are. Okay. And here we go. Sector 1, time travel. And Anessa, what do you got? You got the time travel story this week. I have the time travel story. And if you've ever wondered if time travel is possible, apparently it is. But it's only if you want to go to the future and never come back. Oh. So it's a one-way trip. <laughs> Um, speaking at the British Science Festival, Brian Cox declared to the audience, can you build a time machine? The answer is yes. Um, Professor Brian Cox gave another scientific talk on the theory of time travel to mark the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who in London this week. It's part of a series of shows that will be aired by the BBC before the Day of the Doctor episode on November 23rd. During his speech at the Birmingham-based Science Festival, Cox said that the closer someone travels to the speed of light, the more time slows, and if time slows to a significant amount, it could transport that person thousands of years into the future. He added that time travel has already been done on a very small scale, and that if the technology was developed to accelerate larger objects, it could be possible for humans to travel to the future. Hmm. If you go fast, your clock runs slow relative to people who are still. As you approach the speed of light, your clock runs so slow you could come back 10,000 years in the future. This is based on Einstein's theory of special relativity that states to travel forward in time, an object would need to reach speed close to the speed of light. Hmm. Yeah, this is uh, interesting. It's very interesting. Like... We would need a major leap in technology to actually make this happen. But I think it's interesting that um, it's close to the speed of light. So we don't actually have to achieve the speed of light to time travel. We can get damn close to it for a time. We can get close. Yeah. Close in that. I mean, there, that's relativity right there. If you do reach the speed of light, then you're not matter anymore. Hence why, why he thought we could never do it. Okay. Right. God, this now, stuff makes my brain hurt. <laughs> one thing that I kind of wondered, and I'm sure they have a way to calculate or whatever, but if you go into the future and you can never come back, how do we know that it was successful besides they're not here anymore? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they could just be dead for all we know. Or well, their or, version of traveling super-duper into the future could be them just moving super slow to us. So maybe, you know... They're just hanging out. Well, wait, no, wait a second. Wait a second. But then it says they could go back ten thousand, or they can go ten thousand years into the future. Right. So, I don't know. That's weird. To them, like if the, if that's the case, then it's possible that to them, it would be everybody else moving super fast, while to every like to the to person, him, it's everybody just... would be super, moving super fast. To us, it would be him moving super slow. Hmm. 
Really? That doesn't make yeah. sense. But what happens to the body, though? I don't know. Like this is all, you know, this is all quasi scientific <laughs> stuff. So it would be like on the time machine, the movie, where you see the guy in that crazy time machine, and you see all the stuff changing, and then everything around him. in the background's changing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, "What is it, Marlocks?" Marlocks. Marlocks. Darmok and Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. What? <laughs> so yeah, like I, it's interesting, but yeah, I would kind of wonder what happens to his body over a period of time. Like, what does right. it disappear and reappear in a different time, or does it just stay there forever? As things. No, you're like because you're going, you're going really super fast, so you'd have to be inside some kind of ship, right? Or some kind of craft. You would think so. In, yeah, you would think. In space. So you're just so, going to be taken off. No like one, you, you wouldn't be able to like do something land space. So you just like would be orbiting Earth or something? for. You, is, you could go any direction as long as you're going fast. Yeah, but what's the point of going 10,000 years into the future if you're just going to be out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Because then you go, you, you go really, you go to speed of light into the galaxy, and you stop. You go like, oh man, I just went thousands of years, but now I have to go back. So you come back to Earth, even more farther into the future. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe if he can use like gravitational assist and just orbit the sun like really super fast. Hey, that's what they did they on Star Trek. it some way on Star Trek to- Four. They they slingshot it around the sun, right? I think so. Yeah. But it's been a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I guess they could do that and just orbit the solar system forever. Yeah. Well, it so. you, you wouldn't really, oh, I don't know. This is really, like I said before. Yeah, I mean, if you did that and you just, like, straight out there, I mean, how do you come straight back? Yeah, you would have to stay in the solar system because it would take, yeah, that would that would make sense. So unless they have really awesome breaks and that. They do totally have awesome breaks. That's exactly what's going on. You know, and they would stop and they would turn around and they would fly right back. I hope they're anti-lock breaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, we stopped. Kind of. Anti-lock breaks and great seat belts. Because you don't want to stop and then, you, you know. You don't want to be like Darth Helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. So, but at least he had a helmet on, so that helped. Um, this stuff makes my brain hurt thinking about it. So let's move on. We want your feedback. Let us know what you think. How how you think this is going to happen by uh, leaving us feedback. Our uh, voicemail number number one is eight oh five three two eight thirty nine sixty six eight oh five three two eight thirty nine sixty six. You can alternately. Uh, I don't know if I used that word right. Uh, Alternately. Send us an email, galacticnetcasts at gmail.com, galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. Or uh, you can visit our website, galacticnetcasts.com, and visit the forums and uh, leave us a message there. And uh, we would love to know what you think of uh, how people would actually be able to accomplish this. Uh, Either go out into space really far or circle the sun so you'll be in the neighborhood. Let us know. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to uh, the next portion of the show, which would be this. Set, Set to two. Robots. 
And Paul, I'm very excited to talk about this because this story deals with some robots that we have talked about on previous shows. Are you sure you want to talk about this? Yes. Okay, because it's pretty heavy stuff, Dave. I'm ready. Anessa, are you ready? <laughs> Give me a second. Okay, we're cool. <laughs> All right, bring it on, Paul. <laughs> All right. Dave, we should talk about killer robots. Killer robots? Why would a robot want to kill me? Um, Does not compute, Paul. Does not compute. <laughs> Uh, basically, there seems to be a campaign headed up by a this a Nobel Prize woman win, winning woman. Does that make sense? That's winning a weird woman. thing to say. Winning woman. <laughs> uh, launched in April, the campaign consists of an international backing of non-government organizations seeking to ban fully automated weaponry. You with me so full, far? Fully automated weaponry. I guess I'm lost. I don't understand what that means. Does that mean the drones? Really? They're not fully automated because they're right. Drones are not. Drones are. This is like are, autonomous robots that don't need commands from oh, people. They can okay. go out and kill people. Okay, now I understand. Right. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, according to the Nobel Peace Prize winning Jody Williams, who is part of the organization, what sounds like science fiction is advancing fields of weapons development with practical and moral implications the world over. So essentially she's talking about just guns. Well, see, basically like drones, but drones that don't really need anything from humans. They just go around. They just buzz around and they just want to shoot people. A number, uh, of, a number of which we have talked about on this very podcast. Indeed. Uh, disarmament at the forefront of her life's work and the dawning in a military hardware is replacing her focused on out-of-date landmines. Okay. They are fully automated weapons, but Williams prefers, quench <laughs> deserves killer robots. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and she clarifies, and this goes to what we were t- just talking about. I'm not talking about drones, though I have serious issues with drones, Williams said. At least in a drone attacks... The, excuse me. At least in drone attacks, there is a human being at a computer who is looking at a computer screen and fires missiles and kills the target. The machine itself is not making the decision. So drones aren't really robots, at least at least in terms of what we're discussing here. Not yet um, they are. No. Research and development is underway in the United States and elsewhere of robots that will be able to target and kill without any human input, Williams said. So that's the scary part. God, that is scary to think about. <laughs> uh, she specifically pointed out to Bo- to Boston Dynamics, a technology company responsible for building robots like Big Dog and Atlas, both of which I'm pretty sure we discussed on the show. <laughs> yes. These machines take human and animal forms. Once weaponized and automated, could dictate the future of advanced combat. Just the fact, the idea of these robots being autonomous with weapons attached just freaks yeah. the hell out of me. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you think, you're right, uh, Paul. I, I should be scared. I was scared. I am scared. It's just one of those things that you... It sounds like it's in some science fiction novel somewhere, and it's not anymore. No, it's not. We're it just... It, it just isn't. I mean, that's just, I hate to say it. It's just not the way it is anymore. We're advancing into the future very, very fast. Yeah. 
and it's and I, I think that's a good thing. I'm not I'm certainly not besmirching technology. It's more along the lines of what where do we draw the line with tech? Like you, you know, we may it, it's almost like you Dave you've seen iRobot, yes? Yes, I have. So one of the themes that was discussed in iRobot was when does you know, we as human beings, we have perceptions of free will and things like that. Like you and I both think we have free will and we are responsible for our own choices. So at what point does AI get so good that it actually is a consciousness? At what point does AI get so good that it actually has like a soul to speak of? Like it, it gets really weird in a lot of metaphysical ways. Like when does a schematic become that? Mm-hmm. It's We're not there yet. But it seems like it's possible now. Yeah. Like, it's not so far flung that it's, like, ridiculous. It seems like we're kind of getting there. Yeah. No, I, I so agree. It, so, I mean, you strap... And, the, of course, the big fear at that point is you strap a weapon on said thing, what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> and and I, I'm thinking of RoboCop, actually. Yeah, RoboCop <laughs> also. <laughs> and that didn't end well. <laughs> Anessa, what'd you say? You gonna say? No, it's like you know, Paul was saying you like strap a gun on it and what's gonna happen and I mean they're developing these things to kill people. But yeah. how does it differentiate between what people to kill? And so. you know what? Once that conversation and you know that conversation's gonna come up. I'm kinda curious at what point like they'll that con- somebody's gonna say that. And they're gonna like, well, you we have this, that, and the other thing. The the we have the morality matrix that is so very good at doing what it does, and then we have absolutely nothing to worry about. It was right ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time. Yeah, and then there's always like, a glitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, just like, uh, it's processor. Did anyone bad. else hear killing everything? Nine 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 nine. Yeah. <laughs> Never. I want the one zero zero point zero zero percent. So, and for some reason, like I can't help but think about an episode of Better Off Ted. Um, oh, totally. Yes, thank you. That's um, actually a very good. It's one. like Ted goes in to talk to Veronica, and oh, I forget what it was. Anyway, I've he's basically show, talking you. about, you know, like, hey, we've created a monster. And she responds with something like, it's not a monster. It's a cyborg that can kill without remorse. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked up the, the quote and it says, Ted, he goes, I was talking about Phil. What are you talking about? And Veronica goes, I was also talking about Phil. And she goes, it's classified, but it's going to be a fantastic new tool if we can get it to tell the difference between soldiers and children. <laughs> you had I could hear that character's voice in your voice just now Vanessa that was awesome oh. <laughs> I love that show I wish it lasted more than two seasons I need to catch up on it I need to just keep watching it I, I, got yeah, I need to go back and rewatch it because those are awesome episodes on Netflix now what, yeah. I was, what I was thinking... In fact, I'm changing my recommendation. Spoiler alert. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, you, you have the... You can do that. You can call an audible, definitely. Do you want the episode? Yes. Okay, hang on. <laughs> so what I was thinking when we were talking about this... Oh, it's the pilot. Oh, that's right, because it's Phil when he's doing that weird... Ah, noise. The science experiment, yeah. <laughs> 
so back to our, our back so to much. our subject. Sorry. This is fun to talk about, but I was thinking, um, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna have to be a change in priorities in this world with all this new emerging technology. You know how our politicians spent so much spend so much time on these just dumb issues. You know, like gun. I con- do know that, Dave. Yeah. Yes. Gun control, abortion, gay rights, uh, legalizing marijuana, all these big issues. There's going to come a time where they're going to have to put these aside and tackle bigger issues like um, weapon weaponized autonomous uh, things. Robots. Yeah, robots. <laughs> you know, or, or you uh, know. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Like, uh, you know, or intelligence, you know. Um, machine intelligence. There's a whole list of things that are going to come to ha- come to pass sooner or later that we're going to have to figure out. You know the laws and regulations for. I, yes, that is. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, teleportation. <laughs> Probably not. But you know, it'd be interesting seeing the law book on teleportation. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. If you want to become the next like richest person in the world ever, invent teleportation. You yeah. have no idea. Well, you would either become the richest person in the world or you would be dead really quick because the travel industry would have a hit out on your head. Yeah, that's true. Because oh. with teleportation, it would just destroy everything. It, it would. And I was actually thinking of the... Um, Safety implications. Well, of, yeah, okay, and, and I mean like that in a military sense. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, because if you, you can just teleport that, to places. If you can just teleport to places, I mean, I, I honestly, honest to God, I've thought more than once that the world might be better off without it, without teleporting. The idea is cool, but yeah, I can, I can see it being a bad thing. It, yeah, it's hard to tell. Just think, you could you could teleport into anything, anywhere. You know, you wouldn't have to go go through customs anymore. You know, so a terrorist could you bring. No, you're not even thinking about that. You, why go through customs? You're like, there yeah. is no customs. No, that's what I said. You you don't yeah. have to go through customs anymore. <laughs> the know? the only way that it would, well, because I'm like they, I guess like the travel industry could buy the rights or something. So you'd still have to go to the airport and still have to go through customs. So you have your option of going old school and going an airplane. Or playing or paying thousands of dollars to teleport somewhere, but then you're also going to end up with other people on the black market creating teleportation devices. This as is well. this is and the plot could... for Time Cop, but but in time <laughs> okay. travel, yeah. I haven't they, seen Time Cop, so yeah. Time Cop, the the, the technology <laughs> for time travel was developed, and then a bunch of bad guys got the secret and they started messing with with the time in the past. So the Time Cops. Uh, were formed well, to stop these people. The the only thing would be they wouldn't be traveling in time. They would just be traveling in space. Yeah. So hmm. it would be space cop. <laughs> sure. Space teleport cop. cop. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think I think we've got some hurdles to to leap over in order yeah. for for teleportation to work. Because well, then there's also Looper too. Looper. You've got like the hitmen that. Yeah. Do things. Well, see, and it, like, they actually had to, yeah, right. 
I like that. I liked that. I like. I enjoyed Looper just because they actually had to deal with the fact of using Hitman in the future. Like yep. they actually had like a contingency in which in what to do when, um, you know, like what the eventual outcome of Looper's needs to be. Yep. Yeah. All right, so I think we've covered this topic pretty well. Um, great story, interesting, interesting thought starter. It was fun to talk about. So before we move on to um, space, let's thank Audible.com for sponsoring the show. Okay. Uh, let's thank them together. Thank you, Audible. Thank you, Audible. Thank you, Audible. <laughs> You're super swell. Oh, gee golly, Willikers. <laughs> Gee, golly, gosh. <laughs> All right. So for you, the Galactic Netcast listener, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check out their awesome service. And of course, as always, to go along with the theme or themes of this podcast, we find a pick that's appropriate. And this week, it is Herbert's Wormhole by Peter Nelson. I think you'll like this, Anessa. <laughs> okay. This is kind of right up your alley. So Alex wants to spend his summer playing video games, but his parents have other plans. They've Aww, built stupid parents. Yeah, I know. Parents always mess it up. Uh, they've built a babyish jungle gym and set up a play date with nerdy science kid Herbert. <laughs> Herbert has spent his summer building a negative energy uh, densifier suit. When the suits are worn by the boys on Alex's new jungle gym. They open a wormhole to the future. Only in this future, aliens called Gedalians have taken over. They all seem friendly enough, except for Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N, who wants the boys destroyed. Now it's up to Alex and Herbert to save the future. Again, it's <laughs> Herbert's Wormhole by Peter Nelson, our audible pick for this week. You can pick it up by uh, going to audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts and try that 30 days free with the free one free audiobook download. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. You can uh, use that pick or one of your choice. And we thank Audible for their support of the time-traveling robots in... Wait for it. Space. All right, I'm very excited about this. I'm a big Star Trek fan, and you'll know why I'm excited here in a second. Here is why Robert Orkey says Star Trek will, in all capital letters, return to TV. Yay! Yes, very, very encouraging news. Star Trek writer Robert Orkey, he's been involved in the two uh, reboot movies in 2009 and this year, Star Trek in Darkness. He uh, gave close to a two-hour interview for the Mission Log podcast, which I have listened to a couple of times. It's, it's, uh, it's actually a podcast endorsed by the Roddenberry family. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So I guess this was a, like some kind of supplement to the podcast. So it wasn't an, actually epi- it, it wasn't actual, an actual episode, but it was like an interview tacked on, uh, kind of like we do specials once in a while. Um, So for two hours, he talked about Star Trek, general stuff about Star Trek, as well as fan criticism and bringing back Star Trek to TV. Orky, who talked about how both film and TV mediums have changed over the years, 
thinks there is a place for Star Trek on TV. And uh, here's his quote. He said, I do think Star Trek is wonderful for TV. I think it should be both TV and movies. I saw a Next Generation movie. I won't say which, but though, uh, but thought, ah, it slightly succumbed to the trappings of movie making. A lot of action and not enough philosophy. It's interesting to read that criticism of some of the stuff we've done in the last two films. TV affords you philosophy, but I do think that audiences are sophisticated enough that Star Trek can be Star Trek in both mediums now. So he, he's basically addressing the criticisms that they have gotten, uh, people saying that the last two movies were very popcorn, uh, fluffy stuff with no philosophy. But if you look... Like lacking depth, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you look back to the other movies, if you compare them, none of the other movies were really that deep either, when you think about it. Yeah, you gotta... See, that's kind of where I'm at with this, is like, you, you... I hear you about the philosophy and things like that, and I, I get that they had asked those questions. But if it's if you're talking about the original series, there is some corny, corny crap. <laughs> Spock's like, and brain, <laughs> and I and I and I love the. I, obviously, I love the series. It's just let's can we just not pretend that it wasn't something that it's not? Yeah. Or you know, I mean, it, I think it's like anything else. It's like you need to. I think this idea that, that Star Trek is only one thing and one thing only kind of has to change along with everybody else. You know, if does that is what I'm saying making sense? Like I think it needs to evolve with everybody else. Yeah, I think it's well anything with anything you have to evolve, you know? You can't you can't stagnate. You can't be the same show or the same franchise that you were 15 years ago because the world has changed. The way things are made has changed. The audiences have changed. So I definitely agree with what you're saying, Paul. All right. No, Good. no, no argument here. But I do, but I do think that philosophy, like he says in this, uh, the deep philosophical questions that both the original series and all series afterward would, would tackle once in a while because they were really good at tackling, you know, subjects that were oh, kind sure. of taboo, but if since they're set in the future, um, they're a lot more easy to digest, like the interracial kissing, um, mm-hmm. on other ones that I can't think of right now. I think that medium, the start, the TV medium, is a better platform for that because you can stretch it out over a number of episodes or whatever. You know, sure. Well, and you also got to consider that television is our only is well not. Our- but is kind of like, no, oh, might be our of long form storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, if you're talking about a if you're talking about a just a a episodic kind of serial, then I mean, you really don't have much of a choice nowadays other than to like do television. Yeah, and some of the best stuffs on TV. I mean, right, look at, especially look, I mean now. Yeah. Crap, man. It's great stuff on television right now. And some of the best stuff is on net or non-network TV, like cable yeah. TV, AMC. Jesus. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, okay. So he had one more thing to say. He went on to say that Star Trek ain't going anywhere. 
It's going to outlive us all. And it's going to be translated into every kind of delivery system you can imagine. It's not going away from TV either. It just depends on when it comes back and how it's programmed against the movies. So this is my theory. My theory is they're going to make the third movie and then they're going to launch a TV series. That's my theory. That'd be nice. I mean, I know that I know that a lot of this stuff is kind of caught in legal hell. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously I think we'd all love to see it. Yeah, we we've talked about that on previous episodes how the the Star Trek franchise is split up in between Paramount and CBS right now. Um right. like one could make a TV show and one could make a movie, I guess in theory, but you'd almost need them to be you know, connected some way. I would think so. That would make the best. Like, I mean, look at Agents of Shield right now. I, you've got to. I promise you, there's going to be a correlate correlation between something that happens in that television show to relate to the next Avengers movie. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. Marvel's good at doing that. So, I, I mean, I think that Star Trek is excellent for that kind of thing too. Either you know, it would be even smarter. Would be even smarter. Would if they would to launch the TV series before the third movie to create buzz for the for the final of the trilogy. I I agree. I think that's a fantastic idea. Hmm. I hope it happens. That'd be cool. Uh, What do you think? Did you watch Agents of Shield? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's on my DVR. It's pretty good. It's not the best. It's not the best pilot in the world. Um. But not every pilot can be like the lost pilot, you know? (laughs) Right. I was going to say, like, pilots more often than not are bad. Yeah. Like, it's more common for a pilot to be bad. (laughs) Because you have to, you have to lay out a lot of things. You have to explain the, the, the characters and everything else. So it's, you're kind of muddled in. Well, yeah. And the people in, the people actually, the creative influences, like, related to the project are kind of like in limbo most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, ah, we don't know if this is going to work. Fingers crossed. Yep. But it's exciting to think about all the minor superhero characters they can bring in on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, there you go. We have hope for Star Trek yet. Woohoo! All right, before we do our picks, I want to thank our other sponsor, Stitcher Smart Radio. So you got a smartphone, you got a tablet, but you want an easy way to listen to podcasts. Well, this is probably the easiest way to do it with Stitcher Smart Radio because it's an app that you install on your device. Platform agnostic. It's available on all the platforms. And you, uh, you just pick your podcasts. It streams to your device or you can download them as well. And it cre- you can create lists. And then Stitcher can actually give you suggestions based on the shows that you've already subscribed to. And that's their smart radio feature. So what we want you to do is go to stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts. Again, stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts. And then enter the promo code galactic netcasts. Pretty easy to remember. And uh, get hooked up with Stitcher. And that will show Stitcher that we are sending people their way. And you will enjoy your podcast listening experiences, especially when you can listen to uh, a show on one device, stop it, and then pick it up on a different device or on your computer, uh, which is cool. Cool feature that, that they cool. have. Yeah. Um, so again, stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts. 
and enter that promo code GALACTICNETCAST. We thank Stitcher for their support of time-traveling robots in space. All right, so uh, Paul teased it earlier. He changed his pick mid-show. He called an Sorry. audible. So what is your pick, Paul? My pick... I know everyone is going to be shocked. I'm going to pick Better Off Ted. No, really? <gasps> I know. Gasp. I love Better Off Ted. That was a good choice. Good job. Uh, good job, me slash Vanessa and anyone else who might have had some influence. It was a joint, it was a joint effort. <laughs> it's a joint effort. Uh, but yeah, for those of you who don't know, Better Off Ted is kind of a goofy comedy about a group of individuals in research and development of a major, major conglomerate organization. So, you know, they're into everything. They have military contracts. They make food. They make everything. And, yeah, hijinks ensue when they try to develop new products. And the really, I mean, the majority of the show is a bunch of satire levied against uh, big corporations. So if you find yourself, like me, being in a corporate job that, you know, you just get sick of the corporate ease, then you would definitely laugh out loud at some of these moments. Like, I, <laughs> uh, the two scientists, Lem and Phil, are phenomenal, phenomenal characters. Uh, highly recommended, both of which are on Netflix now. In fact, for a while there, season two, I don't know that season twos have been available yet to buy on DVD. I know it's available to stream but I don't think you can actually get a physical copy of it. That's kind of ass-bass backwards. I know. Well, yeah. it was because... there. I don't know if you all know the drama behind it, but season two, they weren't... They were kind of in limbo. Like, this this is, this is only... This show was only around for two seasons, which is a crime, but... Yeah, it should have been around for more. Yeah. It was ready to be renewed, or at least it seemed like it was going to be renewed, and then the NBA Finals happened in Los Angeles and it went for seven games and nobody thought it would go for seven games. And as a result, the finale never aired of better off Ted. And also as a result, people are postulating that as a result, it didn't get renewed because nobody was there to see the finale of the show. Stupid sports ball. I know. Yeah. Right? It probably just killed the ratings. Yeah. Like, no, well it never aired. Right. So it just like nobody and, yeah, it's just one of those things where sports took a front seat. That's which lame. Maybe, you know, everybody knows happens all the time. But yeah, that's that's the theory behind it. Hmm. It's yeah, crazy. No. Crazy balls. Yeah, there's robots in it, and oh, there's yes, yeah. There is. Explain the explain <laughs> the plot. Mostly, the plot a little bit. This one. Uh, well, like I said, it's about it's about an R and D department. Um. And, I mean, you got <laughs> – I don't know what to say without, like, giving away specific points. Like, okay, like, uh, Portia de Rossi is, uh, is, one of the, is the boss in this, in this movie or in this television show. And she's not really the boss. She's kind of like the head of this department. And whenever she talks about the upper echelons of the organization – she doesn't refer to them any to any of them specifically. It's always they or them yeah. or you know, they're always in, in this entity that nobody really knows about, nobody really sees ever. Yeah, it's they, it, them, just, the board, the committee, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
they are you are definitely given the impression that they are especially heartless and everything they will do anything and everything to make money like they let's see they tried to turn a pumpkin into a some kind of killing machine, for example. <laughs> yes. Um, they tried to manufacture meat that ended up having feelings. Um, or, let's see, uh, they invented a device that can make people throw up from a distance. Like you just point it at them and they throw up. <laughs> they, made, they made another thing that makes people tell the truth. Uh, they make another thing that... Uh, is a universal translator. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Uh, probably my favorite episode was uh, what's called racial sensitivity. I and love that episode. That's, a, that's probably, that's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> that that's probably is my favorite. But anyway, so what the deal is, is Dave, had you seen this before? I've seen uh, some better off Ted. Okay. You need off. to watch it all, Dave. And I've, if you I, ever get the chance. Yeah, I'm working on it, and I've seen that the <laughs> racial sensitivity one. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So the racial sensitivity was they ended up they okay. So in order to save money, they put all these light sensors in the room in every room in this <laughs> no, gigantic I'm remembering building. It. <laughs> <laughs> these, these motion detectors, right? And that basically, the lights yeah didn't sorry. detect black people. <laughs> Right, so they can't. <laughs> right, so. Well, it wasn't even just like lights. It was like the water fountain and right. the doors so and elevators. and. <laughs> I believe one of the lines was, thank God we don't have a company bus. Uh, wow. But yeah, that I love racial sensitivity. And you have to explain fantastic. that one of, the, one of the scientists in the lab is African American and he got stuck in the yeah. lab. Yeah, he and got he, stuck in the lab overnight. And... Uh, couldn't drink water. <laughs> so they he couldn't use the elevator to, claim, yeah. to complain to his boss. Like it was an elevator full of black people and they couldn't get out. <laughs> hey, oh, listen. Goodness. Okay, listen. We're not... We're not racist. No. It's just a really funny episode. And I guess they ended up hiring white people to follow the black people around to yeah. actually have them be able to function as an employee for the company. That was, oh my God. <laughs> I got to watch that again. That is funny. Yeah, that's that was an awesome episode. And then there was another episode where they had, um, like if they would drop something, they had something like a Roomba that would come out and like a little robot vacuum would come and vacuum stuff. And then they decided to replace the robot. Well, the company decided to place the robot with a human. And so uh, Lem and Phil kind of had like this big issue with the robot being taken away and replaced by a human. So <laughs> and normally it would be the other way around that, you know, yeah. have be upset about a human losing their job to a robot. But this time it was the other way around, which is kind of funny. Ju- juxtaposition, as they yes. say. Very good, Dave. So Thank you. It's my five dollar word. Really great show. Highly recommended by all of us. All right, good pick, Paul. I'm glad that you changed it. What was it before? What was the pick it was, before? It was well. It's out on uh, Blu-ray and DVD this week. Is Iron Man three? Oh, okay. Yay! Oh, I gotta watch. I didn't see it in theaters. I gotta watch that this week. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. 
You need to good. see that. I like it's a lot better than Iron Man two. Good. All right. All right. So my my pick, um, <laughs> perfect for the show. And I have to say real quick that two of our news stories and my pick came from a contributor, a uh, listener to our show, guy by the name of Jim Laragi or Laragi. Laragi. Yeah, he inundated our email our inbox this week with a bunch of stuff and one of them is my pick this week it's a short film 30 minute film on vimeo called revenge of the time traveling robots from outer space that's our nice. theme of the that's our title of, their sh- of our show our name of our show <laughs> so uh here's a short synopsis of of the movie then i'll expand on it a little bit more after watching the music video to Sticks single, the Sticks, the band Sticks, Mr. Roboto, robots from outer space travel back in time to 1983 to kill Dennis D. Young. Will a team be able to stop the robots from altering Earth's future? Now, this is probably one of the best amateur, cheesy short films I've seen ever. Because they don't try, they don't, they don't try to make it fancy. Like the robots are basically people with cardboard boxes covered in tinfoil, right? Saran wrap or not Saran wrap? What's it called? The tinny stuff, aluminum foil. Aluminum foil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they they make the typical robot like the dance, the robot, you know, with your hands. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> good, good, Dave. That's great. And the the lighting is terrible, and the <laughs> audio is terrible. But I give them credit for making a full thirty minute film. Thirty minutes is a hard. That takes a lot of a lot of work to to make a thirty minute film. But these guys did it. Um, with just I could tell it's just some consumer level camcorders. Uh, no lights at all. Like when they have scenes inside, it's like just n- nothing but dark shadows. Um, have a budget. Yeah. And like the scenes when they're outside together as a group, you can hear one person a lot better than the others because he's the closest one to the camera. But they have some really cool like fight scenes because one of the characters is this woman. And she's, fight scenes? Yeah, fight scenes. Fight <laughs> scenes. One of the one of the uh, characters is this woman with this stick that she carries. I think it's like some kind of martial arts stick, and she actually some pretty good choreographed like fight scenes with the robots. Um, so yeah, if you want, if you just ha- are out of things to watch, or if you want to watch something that will just make you chuckle because it's so stupid and it's cheesy because it's just p- poorly done, poorly done mm-hmm. on purpose, I think. Um, check out Revenge of the Time Traveling Robots from Outer Space, and we'll put the link in the show notes of the podcast or at galacticnetcast.com. So that is my pick for this week. Sweet. Anessa, you ready for yours? Sure. My pick is actually an app. It's Plants vs. Zombies 2. Oh, cool. It just came out, right? Just released recently? Yeah, it was just released, and I want to say that it's currently on iOS devices only? Yeah, um, that's actually a thing. Yeah. And basically, 
the zombies end up traveling back in time. And so, of course, you have to travel back in time to defeat the zombies. And I've played a few episodes, or a few episodes, a few levels, and now I have to go back and replay through the levels to get to the pyramid, to go further in time to, I don't remember, the 1800s, maybe. <clears throat> but anyway, um, so Crazy Dave is back, and he still has the pot on his head. Crazy Dave. Crazy Dave. I can't even see. I don't know any other Crazy Daves. So if you're watching yeah. the video of this, Anessa's holding it up on her iPad. Yeah. You want to hold it up again? Well, here, let me hold up the screen. Oh, there's Crazy, Crazy Dave. Dave. Okay. Crazy Dave. Which kind of sounds like Scooby. Kind of, sort of. But anyway. Um, so... Crazy Dave mentions that you can have him travel, and basically he wants to go back in time to eat a taco that he had just eaten. Because it was really good. He's like, I want to eat that taco again. And then along comes this time machine that kind of looks like um, an old truck with a slide-in camper. Um, And the time machine is named Penny. So... Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. The name... Oh, yeah, the, the time idea. machine has a name, and the time machine can talk-ish. It, it makes noises, and then, of course, there's text. So Crazy Dave will go off on some random tangent, and then Penny will kind of correct him and be like, no, this is how it is. Think about that. A time machine with sentience. <laughs> that has <laughs> never been done before. No, that would be a great no. story. Well, I, well, in a way, kind of the TARDIS. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Kind of. Of course, Paul wouldn't know what we're talking about, so we, I, we should stop okay. talking about it. But initially, whenever you go back in time, you go back to ancient Egypt. And so the mummies, they look a lot like they do in modern day. They still have an orange cone on their head or a bucket. <laughs> but um, they're in wraps, like they're, they're mummies. Uh, and um, I don't know if you guys can see but there's a mummy and for some reason the mummy is wearing a red tie and he has a cone on his head but it's got like a cobra or something on the front of it maybe it's weird um but there's a couple of mummies that look kind of like a pharaoh which there's one in the corner somewhere there we go i apparently had popped his head off at that point when i took the screenshot so (laughs) but it's actually it's if you like plants versus zombies, it's pretty entertaining. Is now so. now ancient Egypt? Is that the only time period they go to? No, like I said, they go. I think up to the 1800s, and oh, I okay. forget where else they go. But I've only been through ancient Egypt, so I haven't gotten that far. But I forget exactly what the next stage is in time. But you basically have to travel forward through time after you go back, basically chasing the zombies and killing them off. And eventually the goal, I assume is besides defeating the zombies, is so that way Crazy Dave can relive his moment to eat tacos. Because <laughs> he really liked that taco. <laughs> that's the best motivation for time travel I've ever heard. <laughs> exactly. He's like, that taco was so good, I want to go back in time and eat that taco again. Didn't so. they change the way uh, Plants vs. Zombie is sold? Isn't it like free now, but it was a paid app before? 
Um, yeah, it's a free app now, but there's in-app purchases. Yeah, that's how they. So, that's how they do it. That's how they make their money because yeah. it's like, oh hey, I totally want to buy the red pepper that burns the entire row of zombies. That'll be three dollars. Yep. So. Yeah, that's how they get you, or you can buy coins to buy things, and I haven't bought anything. I've just used it as a free okay, app. Okay, so you haven't. You haven't bought anything. I haven't. I haven't bought anything. Are you I enjoying have not the game? Anything. Are you enjoying the game despite having not bought anything? That's my real question. Yes. Okay. I am enjoying the game despite not having purchased any upgrades. So. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Then you, that's really, it, that's kind of. Right, you can still play through it, and you can. I mean, it would probably be easier if you bought certain items. Right. But and I think there's an option where you can buy some kind of bundle where you get a plant and so many points, and you actually start the level with X amount of suns, which obviously would make it a lot easier. And I kind of think that that would take the fun out of it because you take away the challenge of defeating the zombies. So, yeah, you can totally enjoy the game without spending any money on it. Thank you for letting me know. I was curious about that. And now yeah. I am informed. Now you are informed. All right. Now you know. Good variety of uh, of uh, recommendations this week. Plants vs. Zombies 2, Revenge of the Time Traveling Robots time. from Outer Space, and Better Off Ted. So uh, there you go. Those are our uh, our recommendations this week. All right. Before we wrap up the show, let's do the question of the week. Ooh. And it kind of relates to one of our stories that we had earlier. So here it is. If you could build a killer robot, in what form would you want it to take? Human, dog, dinosaur, etc., and why? Ooh, <laughs> I have an answer. What's your answer, Anessa? <laughs> I would want it to be puppies or kittens. Nice. Because... That would be a wonderful disguise. You'd be like, oh, look at the little puppy. And then it's like, kill the human. And by that time, it's too late. You can't get rid of the puppy. Because it's already... Bourgeoisie. Like, what? burnt your face off or something. So. <laughs> no, good logic. I could see how that would work. So, And it's, it's less intimidating. People love puppies or they love kittens, depending if you're a dog or a cat person. Or really just baby like animals in, in general. They're like, oh, look at the little it's panda. The, it's the ultimate Trojan horse, you know? You think yeah. they're cute and cuddly and... Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and suddenly they're biting your face off. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think my answer is going to be um, RoboCop. I'd want it to be take the form of RoboCop. Like, like, why not make a killer robot in the form of a robot from a film that killed. So you're not even talking about like fake RoboCop. Like you're not talking about being RoboCop in RoboCop land. You're talking about, no, this is like, this needs to happen like in our real world as the RoboCop dude, because it, you know, why not? It's already been a killer in a movie. Why not make yeah. it a killer in real life? We take the template, the, 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 make it look exactly like RoboCop. <laughs> uh, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> Well, that's me thinking outside the box there, Paul. <laughs> I can see that working, though, too, because in a way it would be kind of a Trojan as well because people would be like, hey, look, it's RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Let's go can check it out. It's a really awesome costume. And then he's, like, shooting up the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, my God. We never knew. 
<laughs> How would we know? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was a thing before. Yeah. Remember so, the movie? Remember what happened on the movie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, what's your answer? I was actually remarkably similar to Inessa's, but I was going for more like a small than than cuddly. I was thinking like insects. Oh, okay. Oh, I could see that. Like just kind of like just hanging out because no one, I mean, you you find bugs annoying, but you're not like, you, no one's alarmed when they see a bug. They're like, all right, there's a bug. Oh, it depends on the bug. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> are... I'm alarmed if I see like a giant spider or scorpions. That's true. I was thinking more like I don't know, like a grasshopper or like. Oh, a, okay, like a grasshopper or, like, or something. Maybe, ants maybe or something. you know, maybe maybe a nuisance, like maybe like a cockroach, but you know, like, nothing yeah. that nothing that you would but be freaked not, like, out about. Well, you might, but again, it's like. So maybe something like, like a roly poly. <laughs> Those are really harmless. Wait a second. What's a roly-poly? Really? Don't they're know. They're the little. They're the little roly-polies. They're the little... yeah. They're they're li- they're the little what like a pill. I don't know what else to call them. They're roly-polies. I don't. Yeah, they're they're like the little bug that you like. You can touch, and they like roll up into a little ball. Wait a second. They eat like decomposing matter. I gotta look. I gotta look this but up. They're maybe like yeah, man. That look small. They're roly-poly. small. Roly-poly. Roly poly. I don't know what else they're called. Okay, I'm doing. I'm glad a Paul knows what I'm talking about. Google image search. I do. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. I mean, I've heard ro- I've heard roly poly, but have I didn't know what I didn't before. know it was a bug. Um, I have not seen one of these. A pill before. millipede. Like, what have you known them as? I've never seen one of these before. A bug. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, weird. They're pretty common in California. Yeah, like I used to. Play with these as a kid. I mean, yeah, me too. It's like you'd flick them across the concrete, and they're like, right. "Yeah, I don't think <laughs> they're like they're just really cool. They're like you know they roll up and then they roll." I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're around these parts. I think uh, this is a strictly south or west thingy. It could be. I know they eat a lot of like decomposing matter, so they're part of the garbage disposal. Well, someone's gonna do it. Yeah, but. Yeah, like I remember as a kid, just, you know, you'd touch them and they'd roll up into a little ball and you'd just flick them. Wow, okay. Cool. <laughs> I learned something new today. Roly yeah, poly. Yeah, there you go. So, yes, roly polies would, would be a good defense. Yeah. A good they'd, killer robot. You'd flick them, you, they Ugh, roll, and they come back with... Well, I'm thinking, like, even adults that are familiar with roly polies might get the urge to, like... Flick them, and when they flick them, that like sets off a de- like detonation thing, and they just like explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they roll somewhere, and then they like explode and blow up people's cars and destroy yes. the neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, could you make something small make a, a, a big explosion? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure you could. I'm I'm sure with the right technology, you probably could. Because, I mean, atoms are pretty small. I don't know how small we could get that to go for, like, a bomb. Just a little atom on its back. Maybe maybe it could be a small, (laughs) maybe a small atom, like an atomic bomb, a small, like a mini atomic bomb would be just a... mushroom cloud pops out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know. Um... But I'm sure, you know, like, you could have something that the roly-poly would do. It, like, you're playing with it, and it's in your hand, and it just, like, burrows into your skin. Oh, it goes to your ear and becomes that 
the creature from Star Trek Two, Rotha Khan, that makes you tell the truth. Oh yeah, the weird bug oh, yeah, thing that he was trying to what? get into the tank. I was thinking of the bug from uh, what was it, the mummy? Those bugs. Ooh. They, they burrow. In oh yeah, the the scarabs. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's been a while since I've watched that movie. I should watch that one of these yeah, let's days. Let's stop talking about burrowing insects, please. <laughs> I, is there any precedent for that? Like, at all? Like, or is that just something entirely we made up? I'm sure that there are such um, things as burrowing insects. There's got to be. I don't know that the scarabs burrowed under people's skins, though. I don't really know. We'll have to look that up and talk about yeah. that again someday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you would like to answer our question of the week, please do so by emailing galacticnetcasts at gmail.com or you can call our voicemail number at 805-328-3966. Again, thanks to uh, Jim Larigi, uh, Larargy, um, for Larigi? Yeah, submitting a bunch of stories. And, and we're not done with them yet. Uh, there is a, f- a bunch that I didn't... I didn't have time. We didn't have room for all the stories. So I'll be passing those along to you guys. So uh, we'll get those on the show as well. Subscribe to the podcast and on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you're on iTunes, make sure that you give us a five star and a good review of some kind. And uh, we'll even read that on the show. And uh, don't forget to also follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and circle us on Google+. Plus. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, final thoughts, gang. I still can't believe like you haven't heard of Roly Polies. I'm a sheltered <laughs> individual. Why, that's what that's to me. What the final thought is like, dude, you're you're out of touch, man. What did you do as a child? <laughs> I'll bone up on my what's what's the what's the uh, the science involving insects? What's that? What's it called? Is it entomology? Entomology, yes. Uh, honest to God, I don't know. Is that your final thought? <laughs> yes, I can't believe that you're unfamiliar with Rolly Polly's, Dave. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do, people? <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just maybe it's just a southern. I think chunk it is. I think States, I think it's a regional like, thing. Yeah, I think it's a regional thing. I don't think they I think it's too cold so. up here in the Midwest. All right, Paul. So, I don't know. Lay, lay, lay it on us. What's your final thought? <sighs> Excellent tweet. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Did you hear that sigh in his voice? I heard that I big need, sigh. I need, like... do, I need to do it with that kind of inflection. I need to do it with that kind of inflection, folks, because Dave always gives me crap. <laughs> I felt bad because I was, <laughs> I was like... Be excellent to each other, even Dave. That was my first thought. Oh, okay. And, well, and then, but I felt I felt shitty about that. I, <laughs> I didn't like that because it's like, oh, be excellent to each other, and even Dave, because you know he's not a nice guy or whatever. And then I didn't feel good about that either. So I just kind of sighed. I was like, oh. yeah, and uh, you you give me crap about this for some time. <laughs> And I don't know what to do about it other than to, like, other than to sigh and just say it. It would The easiest way to solve this would be for me not to give you a hard time for that being your final thought. Because it's kind of my fault for making that your final thought because it just became a thing every week, right? 
And I just it did. I tried to change it. I honest to God, I tried to change it, and I, I'll never forget it. And then, then, and then it was, it was impressed upon me that I should not have changed it because it's important that I say that. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's make let's make an agreement. Let's let's agree upon this that we, I will not give you a hard time, and you will continue saying being be excellent to each other as your final thought, and that will right. we'll just be done with it. All right, Dave. Be excellent to each other. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Vanessa. We'll talk to you guys next time. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full because another Galactic Netcast will be approaching your coordinates soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.